Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. World Nomads, the travel insurance company, has been actively working with travel writers and photographers for many decades, including offering scholarships to new content creators. They've been very active in the world of sustainability, and that's of course in addition to the great work they've been doing looking after their clients as they travel around the world. I spoke to World Nomads Europe General Manager, Jonathan John O'Frankham, to learn more. And we also spoke about the ethical considerations when it comes to buying travel insurance. Our story today starts rather horribly in Cambodia with an example of the great work World Nomads has been doing to help and look after their customers. Welcome to the Journey Podcast. who was traveling throughout Southeast Asia uh, on one of those lifetime, you know, inspirational, life-defining journeys that you'll always remember. Sure. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, it did turn out to be that, but for all the wrong reasons. Okay. She was, she had hired a motorbike. She was traveling with a friend and she was hi- had hired a motorbike and she was traveling through Cambodia uh, and just completely by random uh, and, and very unfortunate, but was, psych- was, was going past an illegal petrol station when it exploded, uh, yeah. left her really badly injured and obviously facing years and years of, of recovery. Uh, overall, she had burned to more than 30% of her body, and her friend was also badly injured in the accident. Uh, thankfully, though, she had uh, travel insurance, and that meant that you know very, very quickly she could get attention uh, and get repatriated, not just, from, you know, not just looked after while she was in Cambodia, but relocated to Thailand uh, to, you know, to you know, get enhanced medical care and then repatriated to the UK uh, and, and obviously looked after and supported all that way through with, with the best, you know, the best medical care and, and, and attention she could get. Overall, that cost, you know, a total cost of around £200,000. Uh, so a life-changing sum of money, a life-changing incident in terms of, uh, of her own, um, her own 
injuries sure. uh, and, and ultimately I mean obviously that, that travel insurance policy costs her 350 pounds so so you know, and it would have um, cost several hundred thousands had it had she not had that is that right that's correct yeah so it would have been you know estimated is about two hundred thousand pounds that I would have cost wow. her uh, for that so unfortunately obviously just to contrast that uh, you know uh, and how the travel insurance obviously helped help that customer her friend unfortunately didn't have travel insurance okay. and as a result you know was almost left to deal with a lot of these things on her own where her friend was able to pick up the phone speak to one of our agents get looked after get directed to the nearest medical help get back to thailand get back to the uk and be looked after her, her, her friend had to effectively set up a gofundme page to you know to try and raise the money to to, to cover and get looked at cover for the medical costs and get looked after. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, a real clear example of how for, you know, very, very small investments, a very, very small cost up front, you know, uh, a life-changing incident has been made that less, that much less stressful, that much less difficult, uh, still obviously extremely unfortunate. But, um, of course, absolutely, absolutely. A horrible experience to have to go through. But it, unfortunately, it sounds like these occurrences aren't as rare as we would like. You wanted to share another example of a chap who was on holiday in America, I believe. This is related to a traveller uh, who was just off in, in the US and wanted to get involved in something a little bit different. Um, you know, as far as I understand, they, you know, they've, they've, they've dirt biked before back in the UK, so it wasn't unfamiliar to them. It was something that, that they were quite familiar with. And uh, they, were, they just went to, to a local dirt bike track uh, and were you know, doing their thing. And uh, they went over a jump. Uh, and somebody came behind them uh, a little bit more inexperienced, took it too quickly, over, you know, kind of overwent the jump and actually landed on top uh, of our customer. Uh, so you can imagine, obviously, you know, I, I used to dirt bike when I was younger. So I know you, oh, wow. when you've got that, that helmet on and the bike is gone, the volume is there. You're completely, obviously, the adrenaline is pumping and you're completely focused on, on you know, the immediate surroundings Definitely. around you. So to then get hit by something completely, you know, you wouldn't even have been aware it was coming, would, would have been an absolute shock. And, 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 and obviously, these bikes weigh a huge amount as well, co- combined with the person or the other rider's weight, you know, so it would have been a pretty severe shock. Um, but you know, this, this customer, they, yeah, unfortunately, they lost, lost consciousness and they actually had broken their shoulder um so it was um you know obviously obviously a pretty serious situation as well uh and they were you know thankfully their partner was there with them and managed to get the you know they had the insurance policy in place and were quickly so you know transported to to a hospital they spent about a week in hospital uh and obviously medical costs in the u.s we all know uh is 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 a is a real thing absolutely uh, pre- pretty serious thing so that we cost about two hundred and fifty five thousand pounds um which is which is a obviously you know if, if, you, if you didn't have that policy in place would it be in a if, you know i don't know how how, how crippling how right really. you're never yeah. making that money unfortunately exactly Fright, um, so so it's uh, it's pretty serious and you know, obviously thankfully you know, obviously you know the doctors were able to look after him and, and get him sorted and stuff so he didn't require any rehab which uh, if he had of that would have been an additional four to five days uh but but and that would have cost an additional 125,000. So thankfully, you know, because he got that care uh, and attention nice and quickly, meant it was a, wasn't any need for him to go down that route. And then in terms of getting him home, you know, we we obviously then there's that repatriation home. So we managed to, you know, the the, the medical advice was that he was to be be sent be, be repatriated back to the UK, uh, you know, by a business class in this in this 
instance because of the extent of his injury that he needed that additional space obviously for the cast and for for any supports that he needed um that totaled about twenty thousand pounds and to get him home to the uk um and thankfully obviously you know the, the policy that he had meant that his partner could travel with them uh as a you know a non-medical escort so we were able to get them get them all home at the same time and uh and and looked after so you know all in all i think that's you know for for again doing something that they were familiar with doing something that they enjoyed um you know just just a, it's just a, somebody else's i suppose you know negligence uh resulted in you know a pretty traumatic situation for that couple and you know ultimately they were able to be looked after the cost of that policy for them was around 188 pounds so you know that like unbelievable for that, that just a small you know like you know potentially the cost of a small weekend away or a night away at home uh, has meant that they've been able to save themselves, you know, the bones of uh, 270, 200, 300,000 pounds. So, so it's um, very small. It's you know, very amazing. Small the cost of the cost of a big night out in the pub, effectively, is going to save you half a million. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you know, the, the reality of that situation is that, that that customer was doing something which he might have been doing at home, you know, and, you know, broken bones aren't the end of the world. They heal. Sure. Uh, so, you know, you know, this is, you know, it, whilst, you know, it's, so it's not, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit innocuous, I suppose, in that, in that kind of sense. But uh, the reality of it is, is, is because of the location where it happened and when it, when it happens, you know, that could have been, it could have been a, a life-changing impact in, in terms of the death that that would have, that would have come with, with that treatment. So, okay. uh, so in that case, you know, the insurance, obviously it's a small investment to make, uh, a small bit of protection but you know the impact of it is is really significant so for this this particular customer obviously this is an injury that could have happened at any time you know it's you know, it's a broken bone yeah, uh, these things kind of happen uh and and they heal uh but you know the impact of buying that insurance for this particular customer meant that they could avoid you know a, really a life-changing amount of debt because of the, the treatment that they required Good to know that you won't be quarter of a million dollars in debt. Just, because, I mean, as you say, broken shoulder is a horrible thing. Lord knows I've been through them. It's agony, but they heal, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months later, hopefully your life starts to return to normal, latest. But then if you're getting the mobility back in your shoulder, you're starting to live a proper life again, and you still got, let's say, quarter of a million dollars debt to deal with, then, I mean, even things like mental health, right, that's going to start kind of weighing on you mentally as well. That's exactly it. You know, it's, it's not just about the particular you know, injury or anything that, that you incur. It's, it's about everything that goes along with it, you know, and, and uh, that's what the insurance is there to do. Like it's to help, help support you through that and help, uh, help take away some of that stress, help take away some of that pain and, uh, and just allow you to focus on, on healing and, and, and kind of, I suppose, moving forward and putting those kind of things behind you. Definitely, definitely. I guess that's exactly what peace of mind is, right? To know that if something does happen, you're going to have that kind of support to... Uh, not not just to the obvious stuff, right, folks? Not just to get your bones put back together, not just to get on the plane back to see your friends and loved ones, but to know you're not <laughs> going to have a um, a debt to worry about for the rest of, uh, effectively, your life. Something that's becoming really, really important in a post-pandemic world is um, the kind of the legal requirement of insurance, not just the fact that, you know, you have an injury, something horrible happens, and the, you know, effectively you're financially supported to get re repatriated and all the rest of it. Certain countries, especially since the pandemic, are requiring insurance uh, to get into the country in the first place, effectively. Perhaps you could share a couple of anecdotes, again, a couple of examples of maybe countries that are that are requiring this nowadays. 
of course, no problem at all. I mean, it's, it's been one of the things that have happened during COVID. Right? I think travel insurance has moved from being this ancillary product that people maybe think of as being a nice to have to really being front and center uh, of people's minds. You know, uh, that's not just because of requirements either, by the way. That's because people are just that much more aware sure. of the importance of being protected when they're traveling. You know, COVID has had a massive impact. We can see, continue to see things like disruption in airports. We continue to see things like, uh, you know, uh, disruption on travel uh, and, and incidents happening globally. So, uh, but, but in terms of, you know, countries that have made travel insurance a mandatory health requirement, you know, there's, there's a couple of ways in which that comes about. There, there are certain situations where countries require people to have the health insurance just to enter the, enter the country. You know, uh, that might be because of either diplomatic relationships or agreements between different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, examples of those are Cuba and Antarctica. Obviously, they're, they're, they're fairly prominent examples that, you know, really just because of the state of maybe uh, the healthcare in the country or because of the isolated nature of the region, such as Antarctica and what services you can actually get there, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's seen as, as obviously a, an absolute minimum to have before you enter the country. But how that's, you know, so that, that's one example. Sure. In, in other countries, an, an example I use is Thailand. Um, what they've actually identified is obviously is that the, the impact of people coming into the country without travel insurance have played such a huge factor in terms of the pressure on their systems, on their healthcare systems, on, on, on the, the support structures that Absolutely. actually it can, you know, it's, it's actually that, that, that tourism actually can have a detrimental impact in terms of the provisions of those healthcare services to, 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 to local people. So uh, Thailand identified, I suppose, that they're that un- uninsured travelers were costing the economy in, in the region of 205 million pounds a year uh, just, to, just to facilitate medical treatments at state hospitals. So, so I suppose there's an ethical consideration there about whether 100%. it's the right thing or not to take out that insurance because of the impact you may have on those communities while you're there. Um, so there's 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 certainly that, uh, but then again there's you know there's there's other examples as well, and, and another one is Japan, where there's no actual requirement I suppose to have travel insurance when you enter the country, uh, to be able to get the visa, but there is a requirement then when you're there locally where, if you were to get or require um, treatment, you may actually be turned away from uh, hospitals uh, from medical facilities if you don't have the right travel insurance. So whilst there's no no requirement to actually get into the country using with, with and have travel insurance to get into the country, uh, there will be requirements if you needed to use their healthcare facilities. So it, there, there's kind of a couple of different things that happen uh, there. So it's uh, so it's important, I suppose, to do your research before you go. Use whatever faci- your, your your local, uh, you know, say the Department of Foreign Affairs. Sure. Uh, um, uh, websites and forums just to make sure that you understand exactly what's required for wherever you're going um, and that you're prepared folks it, it, nowadays it's really really let's face, let's face it it's very easy to make sure you do re- your research when you're traveling to a new country it's all out there on the internet it's all free it, most of it is actually quite good now if you look at the right sources so there's no excuses for not doing your due diligence when it comes to you know paperwork passports health insurance travel insurance more importantly i should say um uh, and there, there is an onus on you there's an onus on the traveler to do this due diligence and to understand entry requirements let's talk a little bit about agreements jono um yep. let's talk about the the etias the etias for entering the eu and schengen member countries what does that kind of what are connotations there for for travel insurance 
ETIAS or the European Travel Information and Authorization Scheme is uh, is a scheme that's coming into the, the Schengen area from November 2023. And effectively what it does is it allows travelers from certain countries to apply to waive, have a, effectively waive the visa requirements. Yeah. Um, so it's something that you apply for in advance before you, before you uh, enter the Schengen area. Uh, this is obviously going to have an impact for UK travellers in particular uh, following uh, Brexit. Yeah, Brexit. It, it's coming up again. Yeah. It always comes up in conversation, unfortunately, nowadays, but you can't Unfortunately, right, yeah, yeah, but this always is it. But, uh, it's, it's all, obviously, it's a part of reality now, isn't it? Unfortunately so. So, so this is it. So it's basically it's a seven. It's it's a it's an application to waive the visa, and it's, there's a seven euro cost associated with that. And it's really important that you have that in place before you travel, because uh, it's you know not having it could mean that your entry to the Schengen area or the EU would be uh, well could be potentially delayed, or could potentially, wow. you could potentially be denied access, uh, denied entry. So. Um, it's it's obviously critical that you have that in place. Uh, how that would relate then to travel insurance is obviously we see a huge amount of claims that come through as a result of people not having the right documentation in place. So so they've they've been denied entry into a country or their visa has been rejected or or they've not been able to carry on with their travel plans as a result of not having the right documentation in place. And you know that's obviously a situation that you know the, the onus is on the customer to make sure that they are they do that due diligence they do that research and that would be an example of a situation where the travel insurance actually wouldn't cover you because the expectation would be that you are doing that research you are you have all of the right documentation in place um you know uh, so it's so it's, it's it's critical really i suppose that you that you do your research before you travel 100%. know exactly what your policy covers you for is always always important but also obviously know exactly what the requirements are of the country that you're going to so that you can be prepared definitely let's stay on the note of kind of acronyms and documentation um the words the words ehic i'm sure are still familiar to a lot of people listening ehic was obviously the european health insurance card as was it's since been effectively replaced with the ghic or global health insurance card um what are the kind of connotations what are the uh, implications with travel insurance now for the ghic so so ghic is as you said is the new card uh, that's replacing the ehic uh, sure. system so this is particularly for the uk for for uk residents traveling into europe and and uh what it'll allow you to do is it just allows you to get reciprocal state care when i say that that just means in the uk you get free treatment on the nhs uh so therefore if you go go to spain uh and you present your ghic card uh, you'll effectively get the same treatment that you would get at the same price as you would pay back home right. so it's, it's a really valuable way uh, of protecting yourself while you're traveling uh, and it's really important. I think it's important that you obviously that you know where where possible that you you, you utilize that. How that interplays with insurance then is uh, is that a lot of a lot of insurance policies will actually require that if you have the GHIC card that that's the first port of call that you use. So so rather than then obviously pulling down and 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 claiming on the insurance that you you use the GHIC card and you go and use state facilities to be able to to get your treatment. So. Um, so it can actually have an impact in terms of, uh, you know, the type of coverage that you get uh, and obviously making sure that the cover is right for you. Uh, how that comes into play in terms of the, the insurance is that a lot of insurance company policies will require that you draw, that you utilize the, the GHIC card before sure. you, you actually draw, you, you know, claim down on claim on the policy. So it's important to know where that happens uh, so that you obviously get the right treatment at the right time. Uh, and then. The other part of it is obviously is knowing in which countries 
you can use it and which countries you can't use it. So examples of countries where it's not valid would be Norway, Iceland, and, and Liechtenstein, because obviously they are part of the EEA, but they're a part of the EEC. Mm -hmm. So uh, so there's so it's important then that you obviously know where and when you can't do can't use that. So that you know, again, the policy that you take out covers you in the in, for for any you know potential unforeseen circumstances. Definitely. Just to reiterate, folks: Norway, Iceland, and Liechtenstein—they uh, do not accept the GHIC. That's the Global Health Insurance Card, the, the GHIC, as it's now being called, the replacement to the EHIC. Yeah, obviously, check with your Department of Foreign Affairs. Take the time to understand your rights. Know how your policy works in tandem with with any any GHIC cards. Uh, and and obviously any private medical insurance you may already have. So just to be be prepared for that. Fantastic. We've spoken a lot about um, insurance and the benefits it has for effectively protecting yourself. But another a hugely important element of uh, insurance is protecting your stuff, right? Your possessions when you're on your way somewhere. If you lose something or something's stolen or something's lost in transit or lost on a flight, uh, Lord knows we all carry mobile phones nowadays. Most of us probably have some sort of laptop. And this is, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of stuff is flying around the world at any one moment. Uh, many insurance policies obviously offer coverage for lost or stolen items. But all this can be quite confusing as well, I feel, for a lot of people. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about how travel insurance works in relation to your consumer rights. So, yeah, so insurance policies will will cover, uh, you know, offer coverage for lost or stolen items. Again, obviously, it's important to make sure you check what exactly they cover and, and the value of what they cover. Yeah. Uh, because obviously it can be that, that, that will have an impact on what, you know, if your iPhone 14 is worth 1500 quid and your policy only covers you for a thousand pounds, obviously you should be, that's something you should be aware of, but uh, you know, how it works in relation to your consumer rights at the moment, what we see a lot of, uh, and we get a lot of questions on is around travel disruption. So sure. over the last few months, we were, obviously would have been all over the news uh, you know, delays at the airports, uh, lost baggage, bags going all over the place. We obviously see all of the famous cases of people putting air, Apple Air tags onto their their bags and seeing yeah, right. it land in New York when they were only flying to flying to <laughs> to Cork. You know, so uh, so so all that kind of happens. And, and so in those instances, uh, the Montreal Convention, which was is is something that was signed up to, or introduced in 1999, uh, it basically puts the onus where, where the, the customer has effectively done nothing wrong, you know, uh, or, you know, there's, there, it's nothing that, you know, it's completely out of the customer's control. Uh, it puts the onus back onto the airlines or onto accommodation to be able to, to make good in those circumstances. So rather than the insurance policy or rather than the insurance company, rather than the customer having to make good, the onus falls on the airline. Uh, so if, if an airline for some reason has, lost your bags uh obviously the responsibility is on the airline there for them to make because they've made a commitment as part of the product that they've sold you to get your bags along with you from point a to point b uh, the second is the flight compensation regulation which deal which is an e regulation and that deals with you know uh compensation and assistance for passengers when they've you know either been denied boarding there's been flight cancellations or long delays so again it puts the onus on the airlines uh, to 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 look after the customers in that instance. Um, important to note with both, any of those things that you do your research on them and you try and make yeah. sure that you understand them as much as you understand what you're covered for under your insurance policy, uh, because they will you know the insurance companies will expect that those are your first recourse because that's what the regulation and legislation requires. Uh, 
some bits important bits to note as well, I suppose, is for the Montreal Convention, you know, based on the current exchange rates, that the coverage they provide you in terms of loss, damage, destruction of your baggage is, is set at about 1,600 pounds per customer, 1,600 euro per customer. Uh, and that covers obviously re replacement purchases, you know, for that time until they return your bag to you, clothing, toiletries, baggage repair, and obviously replacement. You know, getting all of that resolved really quickly and, and obviously reducing the impact to you as much as possible is all driven by actually understanding what your rights are and how to navigate those. So it's important that you reach out to, or before you travel, do your research through uh, the, the, far, the, the FCBO in the UK mm -hmm. uh, or your local Department of Foreign Affairs, whichever country you're listening in at the moment, uh, and understand, I suppose, what your, what your navigation channels are, your communication channels are to be able to escalate and kind of, I suppose, make sure you get those, those kind of issues resolved. Depending on the policy coverage, depending on what type of you know, the terms and conditions, the travel insurance may help make up the difference uh, in any losses incurred. But obviously, always, 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 if the onus is on the airlines to, to look after you first and, and make sure that you're compensated that route first. I think it's fair to say that we're already starting to understand the importance of insurance and, you know, why people might need it. But of course, it might feel like a, a quite a big outlay, quite a big expenditure, even 300 quid, you know, at the time of a cost of living crisis. It feels like quite an expensive thing to, to spend your money on, even if it is crucial. But perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the actual process of buying insurance, if there's anything you can do to ensure that you get the best value. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one. And unfortunately, um you know, the real only answer for is there isn't really any, sure. you know, hacks you can do to kind of reduce the costs, right? Um, ultimately, buying insurance is, is a tricky business, right? Because uh, it's a complicated process and the policy documents can be can be difficult to interpret. Of course, so, of course. Uh, and obviously, as, like you say, cost of living crisis uh, is, a, is, is, is a very real challenge for, for everybody. Um, so, uh, but what I'd probably suggest is, you know, there's no, like, it, it, unfortunately, the way that insurance works is, uh, especially travel insurance, is, is the risk profile. And apologies if I'm if I'm getting technical. The risk profile is no is what it is. Um, so you know, it's all about how old you are, where you're traveling to, how long you're traveling for, and what you're going to do when you're there. And and I suppose regardless of of you know when you purchase, whether you purchase as soon as you travel or where, as soon as you book or whether you purchase just before you go, um, that profile isn't going to change. So you know, in terms of trying to find a cheaper time to buy, that just doesn't exist in travel insurance, unfortunately. Um, what is important, though, I suppose, is to, to reframe and just think about actually what's looking at it in, from the point of view of what's value for money, uh, because I think that's really where, where, where people will find um, you know, they, they, by, by spending the time to research the products, make sure they know what they're covered for, make sure that they know what the limits are, uh, make sure they know what the excess is and things like that, and do that comparison. That's where they're going to find the real value. Uh, and so the way I would look at it is I would say, first of all, you're covered from the moment you purchase, right? right. So, so the sooner you purchase, you book your trip, my recommendation would be you get your travel insurance at that point in time because if between when you buy it, when you book your trip and you travel, something happens, you're covered. Now, obviously, you need to Great. make sure that the policy you purchase does that. You, know, you need to make sure you know your terms and conditions. But that, so that protects you then against that financial cost of, of perhaps your, your policy, you know, your trip being delayed or cancelled or something like that. It's, uh, so it's that difference between knowing whether something where, where an event is known or unknown. And insurance is all about protecting you against the unknown events. Uh, check obviously a number of different providers, understand what they're actually covering you for, make sure that what you want to do on your trip 
is actually covered as well because uh, you know a lot of people will we see in the marketplaces they will assume that um, you know a, a lot of companies will offer travel insurance as part of a credit card if you take out a credit right. card yeah. for example so uh, and typically that uh, can be uh, you know a, a cheaper policy because obviously it's a, it's a free giveaway along with them um, with 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 a credit card so I would say cheaper is not always best and because and the reason for that is that the coverage that they provide you with uh, may not actually be very good. So it could, may have high excess. So an excess is the amount that you, the first part of any claim that you'll pay yourself. So it may have a high excess, uh, which means that you know any claim that you do make, you're having to shell out for the first portion of it. So the higher the excess means the cheaper the policy because the insurance company pays less. So it can, can have an impact there. Or the upper limits of the policy might not be as high as you might see in other in, in, in other products. So um, for example, you know, the, the one that I used earlier around your iPhone, you know, if your mm -hmm. iPhone is worth 1500 quid, but the policy only covers you for 500 pounds. Um, obviously the fact that it only covers you for 500 pounds means they can sell it to you a little bit cheaper because their, their exposure is less. Of course. But, um, you know, so it's just understanding all those kind of things. So cheaper doesn't always mean uh, a better value policy. So it's important Definitely. you do the research, understand what the, what the benefits are, what you're covered for. Uh, and, and all that and then of course you know when you do decide on purchasing a policy make sure you take the time to read your policy you know obviously insurance language is is isn't the easiest to interpret at, at the best of times and obviously each you know all insurance companies uh, and obviously the regulators are there's a real drive and focus on making things fair for the customer making sure that the policies are easy to understand and interpret make sure that you know, we as, as a financial services provider are giving you the customer all the right information to allow you to be able to make a decision on the policies. Get a cup of coffee, sit down, read the policy, make sure you understand it and, and, and make sure that it's right for you. You get what uh, you then, pay for effectively, right? Cheaper doesn't necessarily mean better. Cheaper doesn't necessarily mean better value. It just means effectively you're, you're losing coverage. You're sacrificing some element of something that you might be covered for in a more expensive policy. Does that sound about right? That's exactly it. So, you know, that, that there's, there's that trade-off. As I said, the language in those documents can be uh, tricky. They can be quite big to read, you know, and they need to be because there's, a, it's, you know, they, they cover a lot of circumstances and a lot of situations, but we have customer service agents who are available. You can, you can give them a call and they'll talk you through any questions you have and explain the different features of the policies and make sure that, that, that's, um, that you understand what it is you're purchasing. Martin Lewis, who is obviously quite a famous name in the world of, of finance, I guess, in the world of consumer finance, finance, yeah. when he's not busy having a Christmas number one, which I believe he's just done, which is absolutely bonkers. He, he kind of employs the phrase ASAB, I believe, right? As soon as booking, as soon as you book, which uh, seems to be like a quite a, a slick and smart way of summing up what we're saying here. As soon as your holiday is going ahead, get your insurance so that we can not have to worry about things like unknown and known events. Is that about right? That's exactly it. So uh, as soon as your book is, is um, uh, you know, it's, it's a great acronym for describing it. Lord knows nobody kind of treats reading their travel insurance policy with the same joy or the same, they don't give it the same time as, as researching the holiday in the first place. But Lord knows it's incredibly important. Um, and travel insurance policies, I think even even in, you know, even in this day and age, 2023, there's kind of a lot of uh, legalese. There's a lot of complicated. There's a uh, you know, there's a lot of complicated elements to to these things for various obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean it's um it, it is really tricky. You know, uh, sure. these documents they by 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 necessity they they 
tend to be complex. You know, we of course there is a requirement that we make the languages easy and simple to interpret. You know, you use everyday language. Try not to use uh, complicated things, but it, obviously that is very very difficult to do. And some of these policies can obviously run into the hundreds of pages, so not easy to 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 work your way through. It is really important that you do try and do that though, because uh, you know, one it's it's important to know what you're covered for. Two, it's also important to know about should something happen that you you know what steps you need to take to be able to make sure you you're, you're looked after. Whether that's what type of documentation you need to have in place, you know, you've, your phone has been stolen, what do you need to have in place, uh, what what reports do you need to get, what kind of things you need to get, or you've had an accident, who do I need to call, mm -hmm. right? And it could, that can be really important. You know, if we go back to the examples where you had, which we had right at the start around the issue in Cambodia, you know, or well, anything really, you know, if, if you're in a life or death situation, knowing what you need to do, or, you know, and, you know, can be the difference between making sure you get attention sooner rather than later. So Definitely. it's really important to do that. Um, you know, so what things that we try and do from a, from a world nomads point of view is obviously we, we really strongly have a real significant focus in terms of making sure the customer is looked after. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Uh, but we have a 24-hour emergency assistance team. We have a customer service team that's available as well. Uh, and they're available for you to call at, a, at any point just to be able to talk through and answer any questions about the policy. What we always try and do is we make sure that when we do that, we really talk through the terms and benefits and just really try and make it very, very factual for the customer and give them the, arm them with the information to allow them to make a decision uh, around whether the policy is, is, is right here. There's no hidden clauses. Uh, you know, everything should be spelled out for you within that document. Do try and take the time, sit down, get a strong cup of coffee, find a few couple of a bit of quiet moments, and make sure you just spend the time going through that because it can mean, uh, you know, uh, the difference between you know making sure that you you get a replacement phone, you 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 get seen by the right medical professional, you you get you get home uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, any, any range of scenarios. Yeah, exactly as Jono says, folks, if you're trying to understand your travel insurance policy document, you know, make a nice pot of coffee, make a nice cup of tea uh, and have a sit down in a quiet corner to have a read through your your policy document. You know, uh, the same way that you might enjoy uh, issue four of Journey magazine, which is coming very soon. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jono, let's also talk a little bit about how World Nomads gets involved with travel writers, travel photographers, travel content creators in general. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, World Nomads, right, has been around for 20 years, okay? And, wow. um, you know, we're, 
obviously it's all born out of a passion for travel sure. uh, and it's making sure that when people do travel uh, that they're looked after right and 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 that's really where it comes about but you know one of the great things about our brand is 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 not only obviously we 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 is is that passion for travel but it's you know we have a really strong focus on sustainability which we can touch on in a little bit but we've really really tried to create this community of 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 fellow travelers i suppose you know uh which is driven by the, the, the travel content that we put out there it's put you know the travel safety articles that we put out there just even the top 10 things to do when you when you visit a certain country you know all that kind of stuff and and you know that's really what the interesting bit about travel is travel insurance bit is is what we do to make sure that everybody's looked after but the really fun stuff is is you know the exciting bit the inspirational bit so our travel writing scholarship uh program is is designed to mentor and guide young writers or, or, or people trying to get into the profession uh, and help them turn that passion that they have about travel into into a profession so our most recent scholarship program we partnered with a company or a group by the name of nomad source who actually were the previous winner uh, yeah, of our of our, yeah of, our, of the program and who have gone on to make a make a make a very successful career out of it we partnered with sony and we partnered with road microphones and all that was to to offer you know content creators the chance to win one of our four travel content creator scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, this new scholarship gives content makers the opportunity on a global platform, so to use all of the systems and the platforms that we have ourselves uh, to show their best content. Uh, and each of the four scholarship program winners uh, will basically get the opportunity to have one-on-one mentoring with Nomadosaurus, get some professional gear, standard gear from Sony and Rode microphones, and two and a half thousand US dollars in trip funding to basically go on an assignment with four world nomads, write an article, wow. develop some content, put it out there, learn from all the people we have internally in terms of how to develop that, make sure it hits the right, right, right mark and gets to the right audience. And of course, learn from, from companies or people like Nomadosaurus who've, who've, who've been through it all before. Just to give you some, some, some facts and figures, we've had 100,000 travelers uh, from over 100 countries apply uh, over the years for their chance to win. So incredibly popular. Uh, and the output of it is, you know, is there, you know, I said, Nomadosaurus is the one in particular, which we, which I mentioned, you know, they've gone on to have a very successful career uh, off, off of the back of it. So, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, it's that, I think that that's one area that we, that we obviously have a, a massive focus on in terms of developing that community. The second is around commissioning travel content. So, we already work with a number of, uh, of, of travel writers uh, and we're always looking for, 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 for more people to work with and, and to, to, to uh, I suppose, to, to help promote, promote various aspects of travel. But we spent, I think, over the years since you know, multi-million, a multi-million dollar investment in commissioning of hundreds of writers from wow. around the world. Uh, that's, you know, again, the stats on that are something like we produce more than 2,000 articles covering 200 countries. John, I just uh, out of interest, I'm sure there'll be travel travel writers, travel photographers listening in, and they'll probably mm-hmm. kind of, this will be music to their ears. So how can they get involved? Is, is there a pitching kind of process? How do people get involved if they'd like to write for World Nomads? So we have uh, we have an affiliate program. So obviously, for, the first thing they could do is they could get in touch with us, and, you know. And and my colleague Graham Lynch, uh, who's the, our head of PR and communications for U- UK and Europe, will would you know his contact details available will be made available. I'm sure. That's after us. This. We'll put those in the show notes. Uh, no worries and, at all. And they can certainly contact him. But we run an affiliate program. Uh, so either you can obviously 
contact us directly and look to be to 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 promote content directly on our website. Uh, uh, and again, for those, we paid out at £750,000 to the UK-based affiliates just over the last five years. Um, so that's uh, so obviously considering that we had two years of COVID uh, with no travel in that, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a, I think, a pretty reasonable sum. That's fantastic. So, and that total payout is creeping up towards a million pounds, right, since you launched in 2014? That's it. So it's just it's creeping up to about a million pounds, just, just shy of that £960,000 uh, wow. since 2014. So, um, yeah, so... To, to do that, what we do, we use, a, use a, we have a partner program called CJ. They were previously known as Commission Junction, Commission Junction. CJ, uh, CJ.com. And effectively, you register on that. You'll be able to download all of our travel content uh, and banners, advertising, all of that, place it on your page. Uh, when, when people click through from, uh, from your page through to us, it'll all get logged through cj.com and you'll get a report at the end of each month to tell you this is how many people clicked through this is how many people actually took our quotes uh, and obviously how much you, you, you've earned. Yeah. Jono, you mentioned a little bit there sustainable travel and how active you've been in supporting that sustainable or responsible travel, which of course is your Footprints program. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the Footprints program. This is a key part about who we are as a brand and it's, and it's sustainable travel, Wonderful. right? Um, it's, you know, it's, it's it's one thing to promote travel it's one thing to be excited about it it's one thing to want to go away and do something important and, or do something different and something inspirational but it's really important for us as a brand that, that when you are doing that you're aware of the impact you have on the lo local communities you're aware of the impact that just you know even the, the carbon footprint that you have by, by by traveling or flying or doing any of that so there's a really really a fundamental piece of who we are as a brand um and to support that, we created Footprints, which is which is a charitable donate charitable foundation, uh, where which supports you know independent charities, non-governmental organisations around the globe. The way it works is as part of your your purchase of your travel insurance policy, when you get to your, your the page where you're selecting your options, there'll be a, effectively a micro donation. You know, it could be one euro, two euro, one pound, two pound, ten pound, and you just you select what you'd like to add, and and that obviously then gets added on to the cost of your policy. 100% of that amount that you've donated goes through to the NGOs that we've selected to work with. We absorb all of the admin costs. We absorb all of the overheads. We absorb all of the running uh, of that charity into, into, our, into our expense base. So 100% of the policy of the, of the donation that you make goes through to these char charities. But over the years, we've donated, we funded 256, policy, 256 projects. And that is, uh, you know, the total donations is about 3.6 million Aussie dollars. So uh, obviously we're an Australian company, so Aussie dollars, sure, sure. but that, that equates to uh, probably just shy of 2 million pounds. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that, Jono. Folks, you've been listening to Jonathan Franken, Jono Frankham, who's the general manager at UK and Europe for World Nomads. Thank you so much for joining us, Jono. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much, Simon. It's been a great, great experience. So thank you. Folks, you've been listening to The Journey Podcast, where I, Cy Wilmore, talk with pioneers, trailblazers and thought leaders who are pushing the envelope in the travel industry. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.